Hi everyone. This is the third installment for our series, Heart Health. Last week, the main points were, if you love him, you will spend time with him. And our second point was, if you love him, you will obey him. And if you love him, you will feed my sheep. Lastly, if you love him, you will love what he loves, the loss, basically. Today, our key verse is found in Philippians 37, verse 4. Take delight in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. Are our hearts delighting in God? What does it mean to delight in God? Webster's Dictionary defines delight as having a high degree of gratification or pleasure. The biblical meaning of delight is to take pleasure in or be elated by. Question, what gives you pleasure? What gives you the highest degree of gratification? Personally, I enjoy life a lot. And we take pleasure in many things. Um, I, I just love life in general. I enjoy food. I, you know, I mean any kind of food. There's really no food in this planet that I don't enjoy. I don't have a favorite. I love it all. I love Nigerian food. For those who don't know, I grew up in Nigeria. Uh, to my Nigerian friends out there, some of them are in Michigan right now. Bawani kilo de. It means how are you and what's up. The other food I love, I love authentic Chinese food. I love Filipino food. Of course, I'm Filipino. I love Asian food. I love American food. I'm also American. I love burgers, pulled pork. And I love Japanese sushi and sashimi. Ooh. <laughs> Here, I can, I can watch you and I say, you're salivating already. I love Indian food, especially spicy food. I love Italian, Mediterranean food. Oh, gyros. Uh, I love them. I love grits for the southerners out there, sausage biscuits and gravy, my favorite. Chili cheese dog. <laughs> Seafoods, crab, lobsters, crawfish, salmon, lechon, grilled everything. I take pleasure in everything. I actually look forward to breakfast, lunch, and dinner. It's like pleasure. God, thank you for making, you know, just even food the best thing ever. But then I love being with my family and friends too. I look forward to seeing all of them. I look forward to seeing you in person. I want to be with you. I enjoy partying with you. I enjoy sports. I have so much satisfaction. I feel I'm in heaven when I'm in the tennis court, volleyball, and basketball court, and of course, hmm, golf. <laughs> I love it all. And then I enjoy traveling. Wow, delight. What do you delight in? What gives you pleasure? When I was a new believer, I memorized the Bible verse in Matthew 6.36. All of you probably know this, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you as well. I have to be honest with you. I interpreted this verse to say that if I seek him, I can get everything I want or wanted. If I go to church, read my Bible, maybe pray, then I can get the things I wanted and desired. And if I don't, then I won't. Then I realize Huh, it doesn't work that way. And when I don't get my way or get what I want, I go to God and say, God, 
I obeyed your word. Why is it not working? God, you said, if I seek you first, you'll give me everything I want or everything will be added to me. Why is that not happening? How many of you were thinking the same way or are still thinking the same way? <laughs> Raise your hands if that's you. I can see your hands right now. <laughs> Some of you don't want to admit it, but by the way, it didn't say if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, you will get what you want. What it says was, if you seek him first and his kingdom and his righteousness, all the other things from his kingdom, from his will and his purposes will be added to you as well. As I grew in my relationship with God, I realized what he wanted for me was better than what I wanted for me in the first place. Even to love his word, the Bible. At first, you know, I had to discipline myself. It started with discipline. Uh, reading the word was a discipline. It was just like 10 minutes every morning. I wasn't used to it. I had to discipline myself. I learned with ba baby steps to open my Bible daily. I learned that there are days when I just was lazy to read. How many of you experienced that? You're lazy, right? I didn't feel like, you know, reading. And besides, it's difficult to understand some of them. But I realized my feelings and my mood was very inconsistent. If I made my decision on how I felt every morning, I'd probably not do it. But I just did it anyway. I learned more about God and His love for me by disciplining myself. Eventually, the discipline became a desire. My desire for Him grew stronger. My relationship with God and His Word started to grow and blossom. From discipline, it's now becoming a desire. I began to desire His Word and eventually became a delight. So discipline, desire, and then delight. As I sought first the kingdom of God, I began to enjoy more His kingdom than my earthly wants and desires. It's true. As my mind was and is being transformed and renewed, even my desires are being renewed. God knows me. God knows us better than we know ourselves. Lord, all my desires is before you, and my sighing is not hidden from you. The hardest and most difficult thing sometimes is to be honest with ourselves. Would you agree? It's hard to be honest. To look at ourselves in the mirror and you, you look at yourself and you say, you know, uh, Lord, what happened to me? Or sometimes God will tell me, hey, what you did, Jay, wasn't right. Or you're creating an image of you to others, but it's not the real you. Or that was so prideful of you. It's so hard to admit or accept the real us. We sometimes try to create a picture of ourselves that is not real or true to the point that we begin to believe this made-up image to be true. We live in an imaginary world where we deceive even ourselves. Has that ever happened to you or is this me? But you see, nothing is hidden from God. Nothing. Why am I saying this? Because God knows your true intentions, your true desires. You can't deceive God. But He's renewing our minds and our hearts. My first point. Delighting in God is putting God's desires first before ours. 
Delight yourself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. So when the verse says, delight in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart, the prerequisite is delighting in the Lord first. What that means is you want him more than you want anything in this world. That you prioritize him above all else. His will over yours, his purposes over yours, his desires over yours. Your kingdom come, your will be done. Not my will, your will. I want your kingdom more than any other kingdom. Your will over what I will and want. And when your heart is truly putting him first and his righteousness, and when your heart, which God knows more than you, puts him first, and then only then will you give the desires of your heart. He'll give you the desires. This is because his desires are already the ones you desire. There's nothing wrong with wanting and desiring things of this world. He, there's nothing wrong with it. He created it for you. You know, everything, even the material things. He created them for you. He wants you to enjoy them. You know, one thing I have learned, that if I delight in God, man, the sky is bluer. Have you experienced that? The grass is greener. The food tastes better. Your sleep, even my sleep and my slumber is more satisfying. My relationships with people are sweeter. My life is gratifying and I enjoy and take pleasure even with the smallest of things. So what does it help me? It teaches me to trust more and worry less, to believe more and fear less, to forgive more and love more, to be blessed more so you can give more, have more free time to disciple more, be physically healthy and emotionally strong, be more content and complain less, be more wise and fruitful, to love and honor God more. But when these created things become first before Him, when you desire them more than God, they become idols. Then we have a problem. Then you become more unsatisfied. You become more worried, even if you have more. You become more anxious, more discontented, more grumbling and complaining. You feel incomplete. God knows that these things can destroy you if your hearts prioritize the things of this world. God knows it will never give you true peace and joy. But does He want to give it to you? Of course. If the richest people on earth are the happiest people on earth, how come most of them are not that happy and many of them are messed up? Let's be honest. You can be rich and honestly, you can, not prosperous. Not prosperous in your soul, in your relationship, in the fruit of the Spirit. But you can be prosperous in all things when you put God first and delight in Him. My second point. Delighting in God allows God to establish our steps. David mentioned in Psalm 37, 23 to 26 rather, the steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be casting or cast headlong for the Lord upholds his hand. He said, I've been young and now I'm old, yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously, and his children become a blessing. See, God establishes our steps. He directs us as long as we delight in his ways. The danger is when we delight in our ways. You make known to me the path of life, 
He said, in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Whew, I love that verse. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Another verse, and your ear shall hear a word behind you. Have you ever heard God speak behind your ears and just say words of direction? He says, this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or to the left, I will speak to you. In Psalm 119, it says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Lord, thank you. Thank you so much that you direct my steps. Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. This is why we need the Bible, the word. That's why we need God. So we can be directed and know where we're going. Isn't God good? He's not a killjoy to make you feel bad about yourself or withhold things from you so you don't have joy. In fact, there is joy in freedom. And freedom only comes from the truth, which brings me to my last point. Delighting in God brings real freedom. Have you experienced being imprisoned by fear, imprisoned by materialism, imprisoned by money, imprisoned by worry? Do you wake up in the morning anxious? Well, there are times I have. Are you still taken captive by unforgiveness, enslaved by addiction and sin? In Psalm 34, verse 4, even the greatest king in the Old Testament, David, wrote in this book, he said, I sought the Lord and he answered me and delivered me from all my fears. It was when he sought the Lord and began to delight in him that he experienced freedom from fear. He even said, I have set the Lord always before me. Because he is at my right hand, I shall not be shaken. Peace, I live with you. My peace, I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. When we delight in God, he sets us free from worry and stress. He leaves us with, with peace, peace that surpasses knowledge and understanding, a kind of peace that we can't even fathom. We're when, even when we're not in control, even when we don't have the answer, even when we don't understand the situation, he removes our anxieties because he is our delight. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. Again, my points are, first, delight in God. Delighting in God is putting God's desires first before ours. Delighting in God allows God to establish our steps, and delighting in God brings real freedom. 